0: As Spain's second-largest city and the capital of the region of Catalonia, Barcelona is a beauty and an enchanting cultural hub. The sparkle and style of its Art Nouveau and Modernismo treasures were created by Picasso, Dalí, Miró, and Gaudí when they made the city their home. But before the pandemic, Barcelona's popularity with international tourists was straining the patience of its residents. Spanish tour guide Jorge Roman joins us now to help us plan our time in this masterpiece of a city on the Mediterranean. Jorge, thanks for being here. Thank you for calling me. So think of the big picture. You're an American dreaming about going to Barcelona. What are the must-sees of Barcelona, just as a brief overview?
1: Okay, everybody has to go down the Ramblas at least once, you know, starting one end. The uh, Ramblas, The Ramblas, okay. Uh, Down halfway, the Ramblas is the Boqueria Market. The well famous known, market, yeah, yeah. famous market. Of course, there's a must visiting there. Going down the ramblers towards the water, uh, you get to the Christopher Columbus Memorial, which was uh, one of the things that inaugurated by one of the world exhibits a person had in the past. Okay. And then the harbor, which is a new harbor, now it's a leisure harbor. Columbus was 500 years ago, but that harbor is very today. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, well, the things that uh, when the Olympics happened in Barcelona in 1992, the harbor was extended and they moved it down a little bit to the south. And thanks because of uh, the Olympics at the time, Barcelona became a world destination for cruise liners. So I didn't realize
0: the cruise port was related to the Olympics. What year were the Olympics? 1992. 1992, because most of the cruises, I mean, it's one of the few starting and ending points for cruises in the Mediterranean. Correct. Huge. And it's a very efficient port. I've used it several times. Mm -hmm. And then also we have the creation of all those, that beautiful series of crescent-shaped beaches, Uh white sand beaches. And it used to be an industrial wasteland.
1: Absolutely. The uh, port of Barcelona, the harbor of Barcelona, was kind of hidden to the city yeah. because, you know, those warehouses that right. are normally in the harbors. Yeah. So people couldn't sit there with the water. And uh, they noted them all down, uh, right. except one that today hosts the National History Museum of Catalonia. okay. It's so that's a pretty the, building, yeah. you know, very Arabic-looking in the sense of a uh, red brick thing. Uh, I have to tell you, people in Barcelona, the Olympic Committee uh, in Spain, they decided, hey, are we going to spend so much money building big hotels to have them filled for a couple of weeks, and then after that, was going to happen? So they had the idea to hire cruise liners and use them as five-star hotels. Smart idea. And once the Olympics were done, they were gone, but that put Barcelona in the world map for cruise liners.
0: Because you can house 3,000 people on a normal cruise liner. Correct. And yeah. you got uh, four of them parked that's right. there. That's a lot of hotels. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. What else do we have as major aspects of Barcelona? Just off the Ramblas, we have the old quarter, right?
1: Yeah, it depends where you go. You, if you go south from the end of the Ramblas, yeah. you go to Montjuic, right. which is also an attraction. That's uh, the hill with that, that's great the museum. Correct, that's right. And then if you go north, you have the uh, Gothic neighborhood, which is still intact, almost as it was in the in the Gothic section. So the Gothic know. quarter, well, Gothic me, 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 means, me, medieval quarters. It colors, means yeah. 700 years old and those yeah, streets the streets cor- are old. Right.
0: In fact, you've got the cathedral
1: there. The so. cathedral is right there. Many people think that the Sagrada Familia, you know, got this masterpiece. is right. the cathedral, but it's not. No. It's not. It's a basilica already and it was consecrated by Benedict Sixteenth, the Pope, and on my birthday. So you're talking (laughs) about
0: the Sagrada Familia. Yeah. So so first of all, in the Gothic Quarter, we have the old Gothic cathedral. Yeah. And uh, people think that's old, but just next to that is the place of the Roman temple, reminding that Barcelona goes back 2,000 years to Roman Mm -hmm. times. But you're jumping ahead to the Art Nouveau age a hundred years ago, and then we have what I think is the greatest site in Barcelona, the beautiful church by Antoni Gaudí. Sagrada Familia. The Sacred one. Family. Sagrada mm-hmm. Familia. Sacred Family. Correct. I remember putting a hard hat on to visit that thing. Yeah, that, I, rem- and I remember those days. under yeah.
1: construction. This is my 24th year guiding in total in my life. Yeah. And I remember my early days, I had to go on catwalks all around because yeah. there were only two facades built. And if you wanted to go inside to see how the works were going, yeah. you had to wear a helmet and walk around. And now it's almost done. And actually, that is finally a date that is going to be finished. finished. What date and is that? It's going to be um, twenty twenty-five.
0: No, that's the hundredth anniversary of the Gaudi's death. Gaudi's death. death. Yeah, that's uh, and Gaudi had this amazing vision, and all of us tourists have been paying a very high price to visit it, but we're contributing to the construction.
1: He committed in his will that uh, he didn't want any public institutions to help the construction, so it was supposed to be constructed only by donations of the people. So the ticket that you pay to go in is mm-hmm. considered a donation. Another curious thing about it is that uh, all the towers are now being f- not finished but on the way to be finished, and yeah. the tallest of the tower is not going to be higher than the mountain of Montjuic, 180 meters above the sea level, because that would be defeating God's wow. nature.
0: Now Gaudi was just a, a genius a hundred yeah. years ago, and they've honored his his vision and uh, accommodated modern taste as well. It's Correct. just a beautiful, beautiful community effort it's in the in the middle ages routinely you'd start a church knowing you'd never finish it in your lifetime mm-hmm. in our lifetime the same thing happened with this, Sagrada with, this Familia. with this church this is travel with Rick Steves we're talking with Jorge Román we're talking about Barcelona our phone number is 877-333-7425 and Caroline's calling in from Boca Raton in Florida Caroline thanks for your call
2: hi how are you Rick
0: doing good do you have a thought about the Sagrada Familia we've been talking about with Jorge
2: I was lucky enough back in 2014 to spend eight nights in Barcelona.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And I would highly highly recommend that before you go see Sagrada Familia, that you search out the Cathedral of the Sea that is from the book Falcones. Uh, the author's name was Falcones.
0: Uh-huh.
2: They talk about a cathedral that was completed in the lifetime of the architect and it's about the only cathedral that was ever completed in the lifetime of the architect. And if you were to go into there first, and then saw Sagrada Familia, I think you would know where Gaudi got his ideas from.
0: Okay, so this is a book called
1: Cathedral of the Sea.
2: Cathedral of the Sea, the author's name is F-A-L-C-O-N-E-S.
1: Ildefonso Farcones. And that's, yes. That's the, do you know this book? I or, do, I've read the book, yeah. And
0: And what was your take on the book that Caroline is talking uh,
1: about? Caroline, I think you're right. Uh, it's very inspiring, the cafe, that cathedral. Well, in fact, it's not cathedral per se, but it's, you know, how the locals they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do believe very much that Gaudí might have got many, many inspirations uh, oh, from right. that place, Yeah.
0: Now, Caroline, have you also uh, seen other modernist uh, architecture in the town? Modernist is that Art Nouveau style unique to Catalunian. Gaudi is the most famous of the modernist architects. Did you see any other of the buildings from that era?
2: I saw most of them, and the one that impressed me the most was the Casa Guell.
0: And, Caroline, why was Casa Guell your favorite uh, modernist building to visit after the Sagrada Familia?
2: Because it was Gaudi's first commission, and you just see everything that he that one could imagine being built in one mansion.
0: Oh, yeah. Because so, he was definitely a genius, and it was a fun-loving new style, and it reflect the, uh, the abundance and the cutting-edgeness of, of Barcelona society of the day. Caroline, thanks for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Jorge Roman. We're talking about Barcelona. And we've covered, I think, the essential dimensions of Barcelona. And uh, there's just a lot of uh, character you enjoy on the streets if you understand a little bit about the culture. I got to say, a big issue, Jorge, is the crowds because Barcelona is so trendy. There's so many cruise ships that are starting and ending there, so you've got extra people on board. Everybody wants to go to the same places. I love the Ramblas and La Boqueria. But the fact is, modern business, Airbnb and so on, has really driven away a lot of the people who made these neighborhoods vital and interesting. And now there's people coming in, staying in Airbnb. You are right. Consequently, uh, Rick, the Ramblas the, is not uh, the local hangout it used to be. It's a, it's a tourist. No, but if
1: you're there, at least you need to walk. You got to s- do it. Just to say, I've been there, I've done that.
0: But you got to remember, if you go to the Boqueria, it's a touristy market. I love it. You got to see it. But if you want a market that is as vital and interesting, but less touristy, is there an alternative that you would recommend?
1: There is. And it's uh, not far from Boqueria, only like, like about five minutes away. It's called Santa Catarina. Santa San, Caterina, Saint Catherine's. Okay, yeah, it's in the middle of the Gothic section, very close to the cathedral, by the way. And uh, as soon as you approach the market, you don't even know that it's a market because you see something weird: it's a wavy, colored roof made out of tiles. But once you get in there, you see all the locals just ah, doing their shopping. The, I love that, the, and it's just five-minute walk from the cathedral. It's five from the cathedral, and maybe ten from the Bocarria. There you go, and in a straight
0: line. Christy's on the line from Martinsville in Saskatchewan. Christy, thanks for your call.
3: Hi, Rick. Hi, Jorge. We loved Barcelona, and it it was delightful to be there. Um, I was a little bit surprised when I was there at the very mixed feelings toward tourists, and I'd love to hear Jorge talk a little bit about that. We decided one day when we were there, we visited a little bit off the beaten path compared to most people. We stayed in New de la Rambla, and we found that we were in a more isolated area, lots more pedestrian streets, and my favorite thing was to go down in the cable car to the port And that was just breathtaking as someone who loves the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. But while we were there, we visited, um, Jorge may be able to direct me toward the name, but it was a brand, a very old market that had just been renovated after years and years. And the grand opening coincided with when we were there in May of 2018. And so we decided to go for a visit. Well, lo and behold, we walked into the crowd and outside of the market, they were having a huge protest against, Tourism. Oh, probably including was in St. Catherine's mountains. And big yeah, things yeah. that were, you know, big paper mache people made mm-hmm. to look like corpses, like the death of Barcelona because of tourism. And so we just kind of hightailed it out of mm. there. Uh, but I was very surprised uh, the next day we did a beautiful wine tour from the one port to the other, and it was on a boat with people from all over the world. It was a beautiful off-the-beaten-path tour. But we were surprised at how some of the locals were, were very angsty toward the tourists, and others believed this is our bread and butter. Barcelona is nothing without it.
1: Okay, you're right. But unfortunately, that's happening all over the world now. I mean, if you go to the big Mm. cities in Europe, you know, uh, I mean, traveling nowadays is more affordable for everybody. So Barcelona is a trendy destination, as Rick said a few moments ago. And uh, obviously, if you have hordes of people running on the streets where you grew up and you live all your life, and suddenly you cannot even buy on your local little store because it has disappeared. And now it's just a convenient store for tourists. I would be personally disappointed if I find that, you know. But uh, hey, you have to pay a little price for what we are doing here. If you want to know, you have to find people that they are nice and you have to find people that are not mm-hmm. so nice. And maybe they don't want you, but what we'll you say is right. Uh, Barcelona would be nothing without tourism.
0: Well, you know, in fairness, I, I got to say, Barcelona is uncomfortably crowded. Uh, Christy, did you actually uh, wander down the Ramblas?
3: We did. You know, I found La Ramblas. everyone said to me, you have to go to La Rambla, you have to go to La Ramblas." And when we went, hmm. I was actually very disappointed because while it was absolutely worth seeing and, and because of where we stayed, we crossed it very frequently, but I felt like there were other markets in Barcelona that were much more Spanish. So okay, you've seen,
1: you've seen uh, La Ramblas, right? That, that is uh, what for us we call a traditional market. Uh, That one has become too popular, too touristy, but in Barcelona, you just get out of a touristy area, okay, which Mm -hmm. is downtown and the Gothic section, Mm -hmm. and every single neighborhood has a similar market. Very important. You can walk. You can
0: walk 20 minutes towards Montjuic, and there's a beautiful neighborhood off of Ramblas, but you're right, uh, and Christy, it is the neighborhood that makes this character possible, and... For those of us who have been going to Barcelona for 20 or 30 years, we remember when the flower market was there for the, the people who dropped by after work to bring flowers home. And the bird market was there for the grandmothers to take their granddaughters and buy a bird in an there. apartment. And well, they're still there. It, it doesn't quite Absolutely. have the market to keep it as... They're still there, but maybe in different neighborhoods or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's right, correct. Yeah, so uh, Ramblas has changed. Uh but the spirit of the Ramblas lives, as Jorge is mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit yeah. uh, farther away. Hey, Christy, you went on the cable car. Are you talking about the the cars that dangle over the harbor that go f- from the mountain across the, the bay?
3: Yes, exactly right. But it was breathtaking. I have such a love affair with the Mediterranean. I've been to the southern part of France and Italy many, many times. And well,
1: Christy, you were very, really me, lucky. for a
3: girl who loves the Mediterranean, <laughs> yeah. it was just the most spectacular thing I'd ever seen and I did not want it to end. I hope more people will take advantage of that beautiful view. There is nothing like it.
0: Getting off of the beaten path is more important than ever in Barcelona. Christy, Mm -hmm. thanks for your call. Thanks,
2: Rick. Thank you, Jorge. Thank
0: you. Our guide to Barcelona on Travel with Rick Steves is Spanish tour guide Jorge Roman. His Facebook page is Traveling with Jorge. It's a conversation we had just before the pandemic broke out. Let's just finish with just a quick uh, discussion of how we can connect with the local culture, and this is Catalan, uh, as distinct from Spain. Uh, If we want to go to one of the bars or one of the tapas bars, talk about what is distinct about tapas in Catalonia and mention a little bit about the vermouth bar scene because I know that's trendy right
1: now in Barcelona. It is. It's becoming very trendy now. Uh, One very important thing to say to all the people that come to me is just try to learn uh, three or four ways to say hello to people in the local language. In Spain, we're very fortunate. We are a multicultural country and we have four official languages in Spain.
0: I always say when I'm teaching that you can go to a sandwich shop in Madrid and see a menu with four languages on it and they're all Spanish languages.
1: Yeah. And one of them would be Catalan. Catalan. We have the Basque and also the Galician. Yeah. But especially in Barcelona, if you just say, Bon dia which is good morning in mm-hmm. Catalonian mm-hmm. believe it or not instead of saying oh good morning uh, just uh, assuming that they were going to understand you from the first yeah. word oh. it kind of sounds of a little bit rude okay but if you say "bon dia," um, uh, and then you start speaking if you can a few more words that would be perfect uh, you have no idea how many doors that opens and that is
0: particularly helpful in a city like Barcelona Co- yeah? that is getting tired of the noisy tourists that that's say right. good morning Yes, right. where's my coke yeah, you that's know? right if that's you can right, yeah. go local, yep. know a few local words, mm-hmm. use the local tempo, yep. uh, observe, mm-hmm. yep. uh, be a cultural chameleon. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're going to drink and eat Catalan That's right. style.
1: and opens a lot of doors, and you might get a little bit of an attention from the attendant behind the counter. What is a distinctly Catalan dish that you'll have when you go to a bar and you have the tapas? Uh, I mean, tapas, uh, I could have any of them, you know, but uh, the... Uh, want to say this to the people that say, oh, but anchovies. Try and the choice. anchovies in Barcelona. Yeah. Anchovies in Spain, they're nothing to do with the anchovies that you know here in this side right. of, the, of the pond. Because we grow, hating
0: anchovies. Yeah. We say, have a pizza, <laughs> take off the anchovies. And I agree, no, we have these old little, dried um, totally up, salty yeah. things
1: here. And uh, uh, also they, uh, they have the fresh anchovies that they've been uh, uh, dipped in vinegar for a few hours and they are cured. That's also anchovies as well. And talking about the vermouth, you know, the vermouth is a fortified wine and normally it's not a, like a drinking wine with a meal. It's just uh, drink it as an appetizer. Whether it is for lunch or dinner and or in the bars, <laughs> they'll,
0: they'll, At these bars that are trendy as vermouth bars, yeah.
1: they have some beautiful appetizers out yep. and the wonderful vermouth yep. and a beautiful atmosphere. It's convivial. Yep. That's right. And believe it or not, even in the touristy areas in the Gothic section by the Cathedral del Mar, you know, there is one very, very famous in there. They, uh, they've been there now, I think, for about 120 years, the same family running the business. And also, I want to, if you allowed me to tell that there is a little. Uh, drink in Catalonia that not everybody knows, which is not champagne. You know Cava. Yeah. Is the, cava uh, Spanish. Champagne. Yeah. It's the same process. Okay, right. They right. have to change the name for legal reasons to so Cava. So the, the,
0: the people in, that live in Champagne don't want it called Champagne. That's, exactly. that's what happens. So they in Spain,
1: a, it's the same thing, but Cava. cava. And the drink is uh, uh, fizzy wine, which is halfway okay. in between regular wine and Cava. And they call it Champanet with an X at the beginning, Champanet. Champanet. Yeah, and there are many, many local bars that deserve it. And ah. a glass of that is about 150, two euros. So about $2 for a glass of local, yeah. Yeah. kind of champagne yeah. stuff and You have to be very careful because it's not very, it's not very hard in alcohol, but if right. you drink three or four, really cold it's say. hot how nice, how nice. Yeah. But when you move then you feel the, the and then alcohol. you roll down yeah, the Yeah, that's right yeah. Jorge Roman thank you
0: so much for giving us a, an intimate look at a, at a wonderful welcome. city and yeah. I'll,
1: I hope to see you in Barcelona soon well I hope so too thank you so much for bringing me thank you
0: hey I'm Rick Steves in my latest book For the Love of Europe I share the highlights of a lifetime of exploring Europe my favorite experiences, sights, and encounters in a hundred essays. If you love Europe too, this is four decades of greatest hits in 400 pages made to order to stoke your travel dreams. You can order your copy of For the Love of Europe at ricksteves.com.